Welcome back to another episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast, where it's our goal here to help create better, more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance technicians by helping these two professions better understand each other with the ultimate goal of making customers happy in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode today. We'll be talking about that meeting place, that meeting ground of HVAC and building performance with one of TrueTech's newer employees, Eric Kaiser. And this is going to be a pretty much simple episode where Eric Kaiser and I, and he also goes by The Elk, and myself, Bill Spohn. I also go by Overkill Bill, if you really want to get down to it. We're going to riff on TrueTech's business philosophies. We'll talk again about entrepreneurial operating system, but the philosophies that come from our core values, our purpose, our niche, sometimes those are called vision and mission. And what kind of actions do we take to put these words into action in the world? And also, what we feel it means to be a good steward to the industry. We launch into this topic about business philosophies and move into some of the things Eric's doing, which will be a lot of educational aspects, a lot of exposure to the industry, a lot of training, some conferences, talk about all that stuff in the show. And we got a bunch of notes in the show notes if you want to go ahead and follow those links to learn a little bit more about things like the Alabama Power Training Center and their conference called the A-Care Conference, the ResNet, Residential Energy Services Network, their conference and some of the sessions that are coming up. And by the way, if you get to this before July 23rd, you can actually vote on the sessions. If you're engaged in the ResNet ecosystem, you can vote on the sessions and maybe consider coming to the conference. Talk about Building Science Summer Camp, which will be I've been about four or five times. This will be Eric's first time. I'm not going this year, but I got a magazine article linked in there to give you an idea of overview of what it's like. And then the United Association event where Eric will be a judge for the HVAC portion of it. I got a magazine article to the 2022 event so you can get an idea what that was like. The TEC, Energy Conservatory Train the Trainer event. Uh, put a link in there to that. And Eric will talk a little bit about that. And I'm sure he'll be talking about it after he attends the event in September. And then wrapping up with the Home Performance Conference in New England. There's a link to that regional conference there. Again, there's a lot of crossover now between HVAC and building performance, just a ton of it. It's going to be a topic that's hard to avoid. Will these two worlds collide or maybe better yet, work together? So let's hear what our conversation was. Eric and Bill, the elk and overkill Bill, about business philosophy and why did we hire an elk? How you doing, Eric? I'm good, Bill. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking about, we'll call it like business philosophy. How's that sound? Business philosophy. I like business philosophy. Yeah. So like purpose. So as the listeners know, we've been working through this thing called the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS. And part of the exercises that we did as a group, as a team, and this was like actually over a year ago, it was a year and four days ago that we did this actually, July 6th, 2022. You have that at your fingertips. That's impressive. Yeah. Somewhere mental fingertips, I guess. And the thing we did was defined our core focus and the way that you do it in this EOS world is the purpose and your niche. So our purpose is helping technicians create better environments for people. That's quite a purpose. Yeah. What's your reflection on that? 
I like that. We talked about that a little bit when I first came on with True Tech, and I really like that because it allows us to be flexible, but really help out where it's necessary to build those better environments for people and occupants of buildings and structures. I like the way you said that where necessary. We sort of have to figure out our place. We can't be everything to everybody in every certain aspect. So that's really where it narrows down to our niche. And that's supplying HVAC and building performance tools and best practices. Best practices is an important piece. Yeah. We were just talking before we started this a couple minutes ago. We are saying, you now work for us full-time. Thank you for accepting that position. It's been a month now, full-time, and maybe we'll get into a little bit about that. But why in the world would an e-commerce company need to hire somebody like you? Am I putting you on the spot? <laughs> just a little. I think that puts you on the spot a little bit too, because I see it as a longtime customer of True Tech that True Tech doesn't have to have someone like me. They don't have to have someone like you because I'm taking over some of the things that you did for years, which was going out and interfacing with the industries, spending time making educational content, putting that educational content out there for the industries. You really don't have to do that, but that really plays into our purpose of helping the technicians to create those better environments because they can use at times all the help they can get. And we focus on our niche of the performance tools, the best practices, where you're applying those performance tools and things like that. I think it's part of our maybe being a good steward to the industry or the industries. That's a good point there. Because again, part of this exercise was defining our core values. And that's something that I tried this a number of years ago and I kept them internal because they're really complicated. I have a tendency to make things more complicated than they need to be. Just ask all my family members. <laughs> I've given myself a nickname. Have you heard that nickname? I think I have. I think that's Overkill Bill. That is Overkill Bill. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so our core values now are four, and they're just, I think it might be even less than a dozen words in total. But the first one is to do the right thing. Second one is be a team player. Third is get it done. And fourth is be attentive. That's pretty simple. Yeah. And I think when you mentioned that thing about stewardship for the industry, and that's what we try to do, I think that's part of being a team player. If you think of the industry as being very broad and we're all on a team trying to accomplish similar goals, and then also doing the right thing. We just don't take from the industry, we give back. And this sounds like this is not a promotional podcast here, but this is really me talking from the heart. I think we try to do the right thing by being good stewards. And that gets into, you can have these philosophies, these points of view, but then you actually have to do something. You have to act. Yeah, you got to live them. You have to bring that out to the forefront and actually present those philosophies and in a daily, in an hourly basis. And actually, I'll say that having these things like literally in front of me sometimes, the focus and the core values. It actually makes decisions easier. This is like a business hack for people. Or even like if you do say, this is what we're going to be about, and you have a decision, should I do this or that? What are you about? If you thought of time about saying what you're about. So to me, this has been like a tremendous amount of clarity. And I keep encouraging my team, go back to our core values and our core focus. And the answer's right there in front of you. That's ironic because 
Josh Crawley, our sales manager, was giving a presentation not long ago on the topics on this entrepreneurial operating system and some of what the team had come up with, like the core values. And as he was going through that, I had to screenshot those. And they live on my desktop on my computer here. And periodically, when I'm thinking about, okay, how should I approach this? I'll just pop those up and I'll look at that picture and I'll be like, yep, there's the answer. Okay. This meets with our core values and it really helps to give me personally and I think our whole company direction when we choose to pay attention to them and use them. And none of this is proprietary. We're sharing it now, but I think just I would encourage people to look at this aspect. I would say even on the order like 10 years ago, it would have been like, yeah, core values is just something on a piece of paper or they put it in a marketing brochure or whatever. But when you really spend time to focus in on those, it becomes apparent that's what you're made of. I think one way to approach it is think of all the like the cool and the good stuff you've done over the years. There's where the action comes. And you may have a core value that you have not yet expressed, but you've been acting in a certain way. That's a really, really good insight. And I think if somebody were to go out and develop core values, I would say maybe asking some trusted people around them, how do you see our company? What do you see our company as? Or maybe even just reading reviews, what people write. What do they like about you? What do you want to focus on in your company? So when we're talking about the actions that lead to fulfilling the purpose in the niche, what are some of the actions that we've got you signed up for right now, Eric? (laughs) (laughs) It's fun because I'm really enjoying this. Like right now, I'm actually developing some presentations for various industry shows and or educational conferences. We go to quite a few of them between the HVAC and the building science industries. And I also get to travel and learn from other people so that I can help to relay the messages out, which is a lot of fun, as well as we're looking at more and developing more educational content that's going to be going out through social media, as well as video on demand and online both, or I should say live online. So working to develop a lot of that out, it's not happening as fast as I would like, but things rarely do. Yeah, you do quality work, so takes time. So what's the first one we got up for you? What's the first place you're going to and why are you doing this? The next one I'm going to, I think, is for Alabama Power in their ACARE event, which is the Alabama Council of Educators, HVAC Educators. And I'm going to go down there. They've invited me to come down and speak about tool technologies. And I'm going to go present about some of the different technologies that are in tools today and hopefully help the instructors understand a little bit more about that so that they can convey that to their students because that goes out to be a good steward of the industry. We have to understand what we're working with so that we can make decisions. And tools are often the vehicle that we use to gather information to make decisions about what we're going to tell our customers. Do you have any hint why Alabama Power would want you to present on HVAC? Because I just looked them up right here. They operate 77 electric generating units with a total nameplate capacity of more than 12 million kilowatts. Why would they want you to talk about HVAC? I don't have a clue why they want me to come down there and talk about (laughs) Okay. How about someone like you to speak on that topic? So Alabama Power actually runs a training center for HVAC. I've never been there. I've heard it's a really amazing training center. People like Don Gillis 
and Chris Mahali and Ed Jonawak have all said that it's a really amazing training center and I'm excited to go visit them this year and be able to talk to a lot of these instructors and try to help them develop their programs out better. But ultimately, I think Alabama Power wants to do this because they're looking really so that their customers not only can have good comfort, but do it in an energy efficient manner as well. Because what they care about is reducing load on their grid. And HVAC, as we know from many research projects, uses somewhere probably between 45 and 60% of the electricity in a house. It kind of makes sense that they would really pay attention to that aspect of houses and the industries. So after that one, that's coming up like next week, right? Well, actually this week that we're recording this in. I will be on the road very shortly to that event. And then after that, what's next? Well, after that is going to be a learning experience where I'm going to go to what's informally known as Building Science Summer Camp, but it's the Westford Symposium on Building Science, which is hosted by Dr. Joe Stebrick and his wife. And I'm completely blanking on Betsy Pettit. Betsy Pettit. There we go. And that's going to be a lot of fun. That's a three-day event up near Boston that brings together, I would say, from what I understand, some of the finest minds in building science. And I am really interested to learn from some of them and see how we can fit in with the industries even better and help that segment of the industry even better and work towards tying HVAC and building science further together. Do you know anybody else going? Yeah, I know a lot of people actually going to that. But I will be specifically attending a triathlon the day before on Sunday morning. So that event runs Monday through Wednesday. And Chris Hughes from the Energy Conservatory and Chad Simpson from Simpson Salute and myself have teamed up to run a triathlon relay team. And we are hashtag HVAC life. So we're going to run a half Ironman relay team. And what segment are you doing? I'm going to try not to drown myself. So if that gives you any hint, I'm supposed to swim for about a mile and two tenths. Okay. You know, if there's any real-time trackers or anything of this? I have no idea. This is my very first time ever doing an event like this. They talked me into it about four weeks ago, and I've just been swimming my little heart out every chance I can get between then and now to get ready for this. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this podcast up quickly so you can get some more laps in? Yeah. I've got to go try not to breathe in some water at some point this week. <laughs> Oh, that's very cool. And we're going to have to have you back on also as co-host and we'll do another session like this, but talk about your observations from summer camp. I would love that because I'm really looking forward to this event. I've heard about it for a long time. I know a lot of people that have been to it, but I've never been to it and it's by invite only. So you got to know somebody is my understanding that's been there and recommended you for an invitation. All right. What's up to bad after that? Oh man, you're really going down on my calendar now. <laughs> Something up in Ann Arbor? Oh yeah, there's a little event up in Ann Arbor that the union is putting, the UA, United Association is putting on and they do a the apprentice competition up there. They use people from in the industry outside the UA to judge the apprentice competition. So I've been invited to come up to that. You've been invited again? Invited again, correct. I've been doing it for a number of years now. That's a really neat event to see because it brings together a lot of the UA's instructors into one place so that they get their instructor credentials and they get to develop themselves so that they can go back to their locals and then do more education 
for their locals. Cool. Any specific things you'll be judging or presenting on? The entire HVAC competition. So I don't know yet if I'll be presenting anywhere, but that's just as a judge, I will be going in and, and judging the contestants based on the criteria that they've set forth. It's a pretty complicated judging system, but it's a lot of fun to see some of the young people coming into the industry. When you said a little event, were you poking fun there? A little event. It's, I want to say, somewhere around 2,000 instructors. Now, that's across the UA's entire specialties. So that's not just HVAC instructors. Sure. A welding. Yeah, they do welding and pipe fitting. and Structural. Yeah. All kinds of neat stuff. Got it. Got a couple more things. There's a whole bunch of stuff on our calendar, Bill. I know we're going to the ResNet conference in, let's see, that's in November, right? Correct. San Diego. Yeah. That's a good time to go to San Diego is November. I heard any time's a good time to go to San Diego because the weather's pretty consistent there. It's not bad. My aunt and uncle, funny enough, used to live in San Diego and I've been out there a couple times in the March time frame. And around that time frame, it seems to rain whenever I go. So I'm hoping that November will be different and it won't be raining while I'm there. ResNet has a very democratic way of choosing the sessions or organizing the sessions. And did you count that list, how many sessions were proposed? Oh, man, there was a bunch. So they take proposals for sessions and then they send out a Google form link or some kind of a voting link where people can go vote on the different sessions that they want to see. So if you're going to ResNet and... You want to check out the different sessions that are potentially or have been proposed, go find that link on ResNet's website and vote for the ones you think would work well for you. If it's still open by the time we publish this, I'll put it in the show notes too. Okay, cool. So people can see that. Yeah. Great. Let's see. I got another one coming up in September, I guess. I'll be up at the Energy Conservatory has a train the trainer program that they've been putting on for a while now, which is all about airflow testing and things like that, as well as doing some blower door testing or house tightness testing, duct testing. So they bring in trainers and instructors and help them learn how to do the processes and then take that back and train other people out in the field. They've done that several times this year already? Yeah, they've done it several times this year. And I've heard some really, really good feedback from attendees. I know several people that have gone and and they've been in really happy with that. So if you're an instructor that's listening to this and you'd like to know more about that, get a hold of the Energy Conservatory, somebody from up there in Minneapolis, and I'm sure they'll be able to help you and guide you into when they're going to do that again. So Eric, you got something I'm going to add to your calendar right now. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like another one in November that we get to go to, which is the BPA Northeast Conference, I believe. Are they called HPC? Yeah. New England Regional. Performance New England. There we go. Yeah. So that's going to be up in, I believe it's Springfield, Mass., the New England Home Performance Conference and Trade Show. There we go. November 7th and 8th. Yeah. I guess I better get that one on my calendar too. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Probably should. It's going to be in parallel to the one like you went to in November. I don't know if you want to talk about that. It's kind of the size and makeup of that and the HVAC building performance crossover. That was in Minneapolis last November, and it's a regional conference rather than the Home Performance National Conference. But it had probably three, 400 people. Yeah, maybe close to 200, but... Okay. Yeah. Two to 300 people, maybe? You like hanging around in crowds, so it always looks like there's more than <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe you attract crowds. I don't know. That could be- it's hard to count everybody. 
it's a little bit smaller conference. So I think it's a little bit more, I'll say intimate where you can maybe have some more conversations with people, not as many people wandering around and allows for some good conversations. And it's a little bit more regionally focused. So you find out more things that are maybe focused on your region as opposed to a national conference, which looks more at national topics and things like that. But the big players were there, right? Tech was there. RetroTech was there. Ream was there, I believe, with water heaters. Yeah, Ream was there with water heaters. Yeah, there you go. There's all kinds of different stuff. Fan manufacturers for vent fans. It's more building shell oriented than a lot of the HVAC, obviously, since it's uh, building performance. So it's very different clientele than what I'm used to in that aspect. But it's a very close relationship or should be a very close relationship to the HVACR community or the HVAC community should be a very close relationship to the HVAC community because the shell of the house contains that expensive air that the HVAC system has just created. Very true. Oh, you have a side hustle called the grapevine. Tell us about that. Side hustle called the grapevine. (laughs) I don't know how much of a side hustle that is, but that's a weekly Sunday night show that we stream live to Facebook and YouTube called the HVAC Grapevine. And that's myself and Chris Hughes, as well as Michael Sanfraco got together and we get on there every Sunday night. Most of the time I was not feeling well last night, so I missed it, but that'll give you a clue about what day we're recording this on. (laughs) It's a fun little show. We talk about all kinds of varied topics, sometimes business, sometimes HVAC, sometimes building performance. There's a whole bunch of different stuff. Sometimes we just invite listeners to come on and talk to us. How did that start? And Chris has had that group, the HVAC Grapevine on Facebook for several years now. And he had a podcast for a while. And I guess about half a year ago last, hmm, when was that? I don't remember which one that was at. Been a year and a half ago now at the HVACR Symposium down in Florida, Brian Orr Symposium. We were all sitting around talking and it was like, let's restart this thing and we're going to make a show. We're going to just do a live show. We played around with a couple different formats, tried a monthly format for a while, and we finally settled on just doing a weekly format because we were pretty well failing at the monthly thing and having it a regular time was challenging. And we chose Sunday nights because there really wasn't a lot of other people already doing anything on Sunday nights. And that's where we ended up at. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of things, a lot of live streams going on now. Do you listen to any others? When I have the chance. But there's only so many hours in a day. And there is. And you got to practice swimming. <laughs> I got to practice swimming. And I got to do stuff for True Tech and do stuff here at the house. And at a certain point, there's only so much my poor brain can absorb. Any other thoughts in your mind where we could wrap this up? Boy, I got a lot of thoughts on my mind, but I don't think we have time for all those tonight or today. <laughs> okay. All right. No total brain dumps here. So thanks for joining on, joining on real quick, because I think I shot this message out to you like Friday, Saturday, maybe yesterday, maybe Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) It happens like that. Some days we just have to do things on short notice and we just move stuff around and get them done because that's just doing the right thing. Yep. Hey, there you go. Ooh, throw that in there. Bonus points. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you, listeners, for listening to Eric and I ramble a little bit here. We started off with a topic on business philosophy, and, and we ended up talking about business and trade shows and helping people out. encourage you all to engage with us and engage with others who do the same thing and do whatever you can yourself. Thanks for listening and thanks for having me on, Bill. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening to the Building HPC Science Podcast. Got a lot of great trade-related resources and influencers out there, including the HVACR School, HVAC Shop Talk, Stephen Reardon, the HVAC Reefer Guy, Tool Pros, Service Business Mastery, Quality HVAC, HVAC Overtime, HVACR Videos, HomeDiagnosis.tv, AC Service Tech, MeasureQuick, and a new one on my list, the HVAC Grapevine, which Eric Kaiser takes part in with Chris Hughes and Michael Cianfraco. I also host the Res Talk podcast, and you can learn more about all the things going on in home energy ratings. And we got some links in the show notes to the ResNet conference and the sessions that are coming up to proposals in the session voting if you're so engaged in the market. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Building HVC Science Podcast. Hope you got something out of it. Drop us a line at marketing at truetechtools.com if you want to give us some feedback. And if you're in the market for any tools or test instruments mentioned in the podcast, you can use this code HVACBS for a nice discount at truetechtools.com. T-R-U-T-E-C-H-T-O-O-L-S.com. Well, thanks again for listening. And we look forward to you coming back again to listen to more at the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Take care.